Blog Talk Radio. With my beautiful co-host Jen, what's up, baby? Ah, oh, it's a great day. It's a great day. Yes, it is. Yes, it's, it's Friday. Friday. <laughs> it's a great day. Unfortunately, I'm eating clean, so I can't go get a margarita. Oh. And you know I like my margaritas. <laughs> yes, I know you like the margaritas, girl. Well, no, no, you know, you're not alone. You're not alone. Since I quit drinking, there's no margaritas for me either. So I'll be, I'll be your support system today. <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Okay, so today we, we got a lot going on. So let me go ahead and get through the intro, and then we're going to talk about what's happening today. Uh, we want to welcome you to The B Word. We are a talk slash music show that promotes education in the community through engaging topics about money, politics, education, health, and entertainment all while showcasing artists and music that uplifts the community. We are on Monday through Friday, 9 and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Blog Talk Radio, which help you move through the rest of your day and send you off with a bang for the weekend. So we hope you've got your cup of coffee ready and you are ready to go in with us on this topic because it's going to be a deep one this morning. If you want to join in the conversation, please call in 215-383-3787. You can also use that number to just listen or you can press 1 and you keep having to speak with us live on the air. Send us emails to the B underscore word at yahoo.com, or you can click on um, the B word in blogtalkradio.com. Please like us on Facebook, B word with Elgarth, Twitter and Instagram at the B word underscore Elgarth, and of course the uh, webpage, the B hyphen word.com. You can also make sure that you download the Android app for Blog Talk Radio, and then on iOS or iPhone, you can listen through the podcast app or iTunes. Just search the B word or Elgar, and you should find us. So we are um, hopefully going to provide you with some inspiration, motivation, as well as tips that you can use to improve your life financially, mentally, physically, and emotionally. Woo! Okay, I would do that pretty fast. I'm getting good at that, ain't I? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my gosh, girl. I don't think I can memorize all that. Let me tell you, I've been doing this show since 2011, 12, so, you know, and I say the same thing all the time, so, like, it's ingrained in me now. It's just, like, automatic. Okay. I'll I'll get it one um, of these days. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And guess what? If not, I have wrote it down anyway, (laughs) so you can get it (laughs) real. Yeah, I like that. That's what I need. I'll sit there and, yeah. you know, do the Charlie Brown monotone voice as I talk. Exactly. Today we are going to be talking about black history, but before we get started, we I have to give some admin notes. All right, so I'm at okay. my new office and they still haven't installed the internet yet. They're coming to do that today, supposedly. So, you know, I've been using my phone as my hotspot, 
But this is the thing. When people call me on it, it automatically kicks me off the Internet. So I'm hoping <laughs> no one calls me 9 and 10. Um, yeah, th- then all of you, you know? will be left with me. <laughs> exactly. But that's not a bad thing. I, that's not a bad thing. Jen can definitely hold it down until I'm able to log back in. But I just need you guys to know that up front that we are technically challenged this morning until I get my internet installed. The other thing is because supposedly um, the internet people are coming to to make things uh, work today, I'm kind of listening out for the door. You know how they give you that window between like 8 and 12? Okay, so that's where we are right now. Yeah, exactly. Well, then, so if right they said 8 and 12, they're going to show up at 12. <laughs> oh, exactly. Let me tell you what they did yesterday. Yesterday, they were supposed to be here between 12 and 4. And guess what time they got here? 4.05. Oh, Lord. <sighs> I was like, really? Really? I know. So, uh, oh, on I think top they, of that, I think they, they do it on purpose. Season. I really do think they I do think it on they. purpose. I'm like, why can't you just be honest? Just tell me you're going to be here at 4. You know, yeah, don't make know. Me, you know, don't get me all excited that you may get here at 12. Don't do that to me. Yeah. So I'm already too done with Comcast anyway. They are on my, you know, my bad list right now. I want to say another <laughs> word, but I won't. They're on, okay. on, on, on the bad list. <laughs> all right. So we are going to be talking about black history today. How far have we really come? And I think that she just got a phone call because she has been uh, blank here for a few seconds. Well, with Black History Month, um, I always find this a great month uh, to actually research about the history and some of the really great uh, black leaders, um, and not just necessarily Martin Luther King, but going back through during the actual Civil War, some of them, you know, and how they actually made an impact in their time. And learning the struggle has always been such an amazing process for me. With everything that I have learned, I still feel like there's not enough being done right now to educate everyone about all of the wonderful things that, you know, have been contributed to our society from black history. It is absolutely amazing that the education system and people do not do more to educate everyone about what is going on, uh, throughout our history. Uh, I kind of find that really weird that that would happen. But, you know, the one that I absolutely... Oh, you're back, girl! Okay, I I was ad-libbing about how I find it really odd that the educational system does not do more to educate us with all of the leaders throughout history, especially the ones during the Civil War. You know, I had to go and look for it on my own to educate myself. And I just find it really surprising that in our society today, we're not doing more to, you know, find all of these wonderful people that have done stuff, you know, for the whole community and society, and they're not being recognized for it. Yeah, you know, that's, that's, and I was about to say that before I was so rudely disconnected. Um, (laughs) And and it was your husband, wasn't it? No, actually, thing nothing happened my phone didn't ring I was just kicked off for whatever reason that was so weird but um yeah this I'm telling you I can't wait till the internet is put on so I don't have to go through this (laughs) but what I was saying was when I was on the interview the other night that was exactly the things we were talking about was like how far have we really come and it's not that far when you still have where you still don't have a prominent um way to address black history in the education system you know people still very rarely you know talk about things in black history except for february or unless you're in, unless you're in an african american studies class which you don't right. really have in like secondary school or elementary school uh-uh so you know that's not available so you know i was asked the question you know are we making any strides? Are we expanding the knowledge base on black history? Are we better or worse off than we have been in the past? And, you know, do we need to make changes? And if so, what kind of changes 
and how can they be made? And my thing is, with the current state of relations in our society, is this even a, a feasible idea? You know, it's so divided. We have so many debates about this effective. So, you know, that's what we're going to get into today. I want to go ahead like we normally do, start it off with our um, feel-good music for the day. We're going to play you a few songs, get you ready to receive the information we're going to give, and then we're going to get right into this topic because it's very debatable And I know that, you know, Jen and I can probably go back and forth on this all day long, and probably you can too. But hopefully, you know, by the end of the show, we'll have some type of idea on possibly how we can start to move forward instead of moving backwards, like I feel like we've been doing. So we will um, be right back after this. Make sure you got that cup of coffee ready to go. I have mine, and uh, we'll get right back into the topic. Stay tuned. Yeah, 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 baby. Mm. She loves this song, cause I'm on this song. You looking at me, girl, with those big old pretty eyes. You're the world's most beautiful smile. I just can't say no. Gotta show you love for making me feel so good inside You can bet that your boy gon' ride For sure, for sure And if you wanna see the world I'm gon' buy you a map You know, just show me where you wanna go Yeah. 
now she squeezing tight, calling my name, trying to make me not want to go away. She want me to stay, but I... Before, 
And I know, Jen, you were talking a little bit about the issue with not having this information available through the academic channels or scholastic channels, especially at the younger grades and ages. And, you know, I mentioned that really you don't get a chance to kind of pick what you want to know until you get into the college level where you can take an African-American, you know, history course and other, you know, African-American related classes. You know, but but why is that? You know, why do we have to wait all that time before we can actually get a an accounting of the black history? And that that's for whites and blacks. And right. the, the thing for me is is black history is not just black history, it's it's a part of American history. I mean, a lot of this country was built on the backs and at the labor of African Americans. Uh-huh. So it's just really, you know, it, it it's it's hurtful for me. Well, I don't think, and you could tell me if I'm wrong about this, but in my perspective, I don't think it's off now, but I don't think anything's improved. I mean, take a look at what's going on in our country right now. I- I'm actually shocked that there are still racists. I-, I And I, for me, I don't see people by their skin colors. I see people as who they are and how they treat me and how we, you know, connect. I I don't look at it as, oh, you have, you know, brown skin. I'm sorry. I don't like you. Or, you know, you're Asian. I I, I can't talk to you. I think that's really stupid. But there are so many things going on in this country that absolutely shock me that you have to deal with this. I mean, I, I would be furious if we were somewhere and someone disrespected you. I, I'd, I'd probably get put in jail. <laughs> I really would. Oh, I, I would. I, I was like, excuse me, you do not say that to my girl. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's funny. Well, it's not funny, but I, if you remember, you sent me something yesterday. Yes, on yes, Tamir Wright. Oh, I was so appalled at that. Yeah, and uh, if you guys don't know, which you should, this is another one of the black history moments. Um, Tamir Rice was the young boy, the 12-year-old, who was killed in the park, shot and killed by police. um, And it was flat-out murder. Yeah, with a toy weapon. Flat-out murder. And so apparently, according to the story, uh, the city is wanting to charge the family for his ambulance ride. Yep. Um, I think it was a total of like $500. And they expect them that, to pay for it. Unbelievable. That's just, uh, I mean, really at insult to injury, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't get it. I really don't. And, you know, you would think, you would think that when someone, when such a big controversial issue like that, that's been all in the news, that that would be like kind of the last thing that you know you would be considering is to charge this family after their loss for this young man's ambulance right and it, and an amount of five hundred dollars at that is just oh well, my and I'm looking at it from the mother's point of view. This guy flat out murdered her son. I, I'm sorry, uh, you know, if anybody disagrees with me, that's fine. I don't care if he got off or whatever, but. He flat out murdered this kid. He had the gun being pulled out before he even got the door open. He he was intent on killing this kid flat out. Right. But the mother, you know, just lost her son. She has to deal with the fact that the person who did it is not going to get what he should. And then she's trying to get on with her day-to-day life, you know, get back into the community, and then, boom, they slap her in the face. It's ridiculous. I was I was so upset yesterday when when I read that article. Yeah, when you when you sent it to me, I thought it might have been you know how they have these satire sites and things like that. I thought it might have been a joke. I really did. I said this can possibly be you know what I'm reading. Yeah, and it's just it's just really sad, you know. And Black History Month originally started. It was a week. You know, it was a week long. Right. And it started off as a Negro Negro History Week. And it was created in 1926 by Carter Woodson. And I actually did a show, one of my first shows on Blog Talk about Woodson and um, another story or, 
yeah, it basically was about the miseducation of the Negro. And it's really, you know, something that people should go read and check out. But so if you think about black history starting off as a week, you know, now it's the month. I mean, is that is that an advance or, you know, is that still another slap in the face? You know, there are a lot of people who are under the belief that we don't need a black history month. And it kind of it, it continues to perpetuate the issue. Instead, you know, black history should be discussed and celebrated throughout the entire year. My opinion is, I agree with that. It should be. The problem is that it isn't. And so in order to begin to, you know, combat that issue, because if we didn't have it, I guarantee you, it still wouldn't be talked about or celebrated. It it would just, you know, it would be like it's always been in our history. Kind of swept under the rug. It's not really talked about. Um, all you learn about is slavery, you know, and nothing else, none of the great accomplishments of any of the other, you know, blacks in history. So for me, you know, it's, 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 I have a dual feeling about it. I'm upset that we even need it, but it's like, okay, we got to have it. Otherwise, you know, we won't know anything about our history. And it's already unfortunate we don't know enough about our, our history because it was taken from us and our culture and everything like that. So you know, to have a month, and then they give us the shortest month. That was also brought up. You know, we got the the month with 28 days. Every four years we get an extra day. Yeah, and you got an it extra day is, this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we got 29 days Woo! now, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just kind of hurtful, you know. And this particular year, I don't know about you, but I felt like, there's not been a lot of, you know, some years it's, it's really celebrated. There's a lot of activities and hype and promotion and stuff going on. This year, for me, I really haven't seen that much. And is it because of the racial tensions that are now happening within our country? You know, it's it's just kind of coincidental that it appears that way to me. What do you, What about you? What do you think? Well, I was kind of surprised this year that I wasn't seeing more, especially in the news, because, you know, especially on the Internet, you know, there are so many incredible people that they should be able to have one person to focus on a day. And I haven't seen anything. I think on February 1st, it was like, yes, you know, it was, I guess it was on MSA, you know, Black History Month, go research. And that was it. And I haven't heard anything else since then. Yeah. Me, and me that's unacceptable. And it, it really is unacceptable. <laughs> okay. So, but what, how do we do this? I mean, there are prominent people, actors, you know, people in the news, most recently um, the idiot Stacey Dash, and I'm going to call her an idiot because that's how yeah, she, she acts is. to me. Um, you know, Well, that's what you, that's what you become when you work for Fox. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. She's like a buffoon. But, um, yeah. you know, and that have come out about the controversy with Black History Month, and then most recently there's been the uproar about the Oscars, and how, you know, they're not diverse and, you know, we're getting looked over in many areas of Hollywood. And I watched something where even Will Smith said, and a lot of people don't agree with him, a lot of people don't like him, they believe he's he's sold out or whatever, I, I could care less. But he did say something that was pretty interesting. And that was, you know, people look at Hollywood because Hollywood really is supposed to be the most diverse kind of organization there is because they, they do movies on all types of things. You know, they create mm-hmm. stories on all types of things in all types of areas. So why wouldn't they be more diverse in the individuals that they select to celebrate? So it right. just seems like, um, you know, it's a contradiction of everything that it that Hollywood is supposed to stand for. So, you know, when we look at this issue with Black History Month um, or the concept of Black history instead of American history, how do we move forward from that? You know, how do we make it right? How do we get it right? And I think that's a really hard question to answer because – just one person 
can't solve it all. Everybody needs to get together and throw out ideas and, you know, then as a group, find the the one avenue to try first. But we have to get everybody together in order to do that. And I don't see a lot of people coming together. And I, you know, I don't know if it's well, you know, see, with the Internet, you know, you could have a website dedicated to it to where you have emails, you know, what can be done? How can it be solved? Because all, you know, especially with everything that has happened with Ferguson and all of that, I see a lot of people doing a lot of talking and saying how it should be done, but not one of them are really rolling up their sleeves and finding a solution, you know, that everybody can move forward on because I'm sorry, the cops need re-education. You know, we need to have more in the school to understand. So it's, it's, it's a huge problem, but nobody's actually coming together to solve it. If that makes any sense whatsoever. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because, look, I I look at it like this, and I tell people this all the time. You know, back in the 60s when the Civil Rights Movement was really at its zenith, you know, I mean, everybody was all hands on deck, you know, marching and, you know, doing everything. The whole community was coming together to make things happen. It's not like that now. It's almost like we've gotten to a point of complacency, and there are so many people who still believe that, racism doesn't exist. I've I've heard so many people say, oh, because the president is black, how can there be racism? And that's the most stupidest. <laughs> Take a look at the Republicans. That'll say everything right there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, you know, I think people are kind of set in this tone that says, yeah, you know, there are kind of still some problems, but, you know, not really because, you know, we voted a black president in. I mean, look at all the accomplishments that that blacks are able to do now. So people tend to, you know, forget about the struggle that's still happening. When you look at places like Ferguson and Chicago and all the things that are happening there and all these uh, cities and states where crime is just ridiculous and the number of murders and homicides that are happening every day, not just by police, but at the hands of each other. This is a monumental problem. So, but I think because people are like, well, it's not happening in my area or it's not happening to me, the collective kind of, you know, goes to the wayside and the individual tends to, you know, stick their head up and say, well, you know, somebody does need to do something about it over there but we're good over here. So when you have well, a mentality like that, how yeah, do you, you can't pull it together? You know what I'm saying? How do you pull it together? How do we all become reengaged? We get mad well, for a second. And then, once, right. you know, the, the dust settles, then we're, you know, we're back to our normal You're life. back to the emails and texting and, and your daily life, and you can't forget about it. And, you know, that was the one thing um, that a, a friend of mine said when uh, the rebel flag there in South Carolina, and just to right. let people know, the flag that is shown is not the Confederate flag. So please, you know, and this is because I grew up in Virginia, right next to Colonel Williamsburg. So um, that is not the Confederate flag. It, it was the battle flag. It's the flag that they used to march in, you know, to kill each other. Well, right. My one friend said, it's a shame that they, you know, the people want to get rid of it because if they get rid of it, then people will forget what was happening. And that was the first time I actually ever saw the importance of having the flag out, that it needs to be in a museum. It needs to be taught as, you know, this is, you know, a symbol that brought so much horrible you know, things to a group of people. And she, she, you know, she was very adamant that, um, you know, nobody should forget what that flag does mean because if they do, then we're doomed to repeat it again. And, you know, she was very concerned that that was happening. And I hadn't thought about that at all. 
You know, that's interesting because I've never really looked at it from that perspective that, and it's almost like how we talk about, you know, if we don't talk about slavery anymore, then people will forget, you know. That's an interesting take on on that flag. And you know what? In, 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 In certain terms, I would agree. I would agree that we don't need to get rid of it, you know, totally. It does need to be uh, put up somewhere in a museum for people to come and look at it and learn the story of it. What I do think needs to go away is the celebration of that flag as something that uh, yeah. is historically cultural for, uh, you know, certain people to say, oh, this is our culture and our history. Is, you know, it's how we recognize, you know, who we are as a people. And that's not what it is at all. You know, that, right. that's not even what what it was originally used for. So those people need to learn their own history in order to yeah. understand exactly. you know, the history of that, that flag. I mean, like, everybody, you know, has the, the rebel flag up there, and I'm like, do you guys really realize that's not the Confederate flag? <laughs> and, I mean, I did. I was at the, the mall, and these two idiots had two battle flags in the back of their truck, and I said, do you think that's the Confederate flag? And they were like, yeah, it is. And I'm like, really? Because you need to do your history as a battle flag. And I pulled it up on my phone and they had to read it in front of me. Well, they were shocked. They didn't know. And I'm like, my God, did you graduate high school? (laughs) What's really funny to me is hilarious is, and it's, you know, it's funny, but it's not funny. I I have to keep saying that. It's really sad. But if you watch, um, there are some clips on YouTube that you can go search of these interviews that are done with, you know, uh, you know, there are, there are poor white people in areas that are where the socioeconomic status is extremely low. And you ask people questions about why they don't like black people or why they don't like something or why they support the flag. And it truly shows that they're not educated and that they've never yes. been educated and that they just developed these beliefs and value systems you know, based off of incorrect information. And right. how many of us are operating off of the same type of things, you know, not really knowing what 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 the truth is. And so we just operating off of whatever. And, you know, right. somebody told us something one time or this is how we grew up and we never took it upon ourselves to go and learn and get educated, you know. Right. So, Again, when you're when you're faced with a lot of people that are in that population, the uneducated, the ones who refuse to seek education and are just right. kind of set in their ways, what do you do? What's the fix? Well, that goes back to our um the, the other show that we had about improving yourself and always, you know, making sure that, you know, you are doing things to move forward and I think you're really right that oh, this is a comfortable position. I want to stay here for a while. And we can't do that. You know, time doesn't stop. You have to, you know, move forward. You know, things are going to change and you have to change with them. And I don't think people are doing that. I think you're really right about that. Yeah, and it's really sad because, you know, I have a lot of friends, people that I know, associates, and, you know, we have developed this. And I don't say all, you know, I don't want to group everybody into this. But, I'm going to go out on a limb and say a majority, because if it wasn't a majority, we'd be in a different situation. But I'm going to say there are a majority of people who decide that I'm above, you know, other people in, in certain categories. Therefore, this does not pertain to me. I'm educated. I've educated myself. So I think, you know, everybody has an opportunity to do the same thing, and so I'm taking my hands, I'm taking my hands out of it. And instead of us trying to help and uplift each other, because this is the thing, you don't know what you don't know. So if I'm right. somebody, and I maybe I grew up in a certain area, and maybe I didn't go to the schools that had the best resources, so my education is not the best. Maybe I think that I I know you know know what I need to know, and I don't. And instead of focusing on individuals like that and trying to help and, you know, re-educate and expose to more information, we tend to, you know, turn the other way and be like, oh, well, that's their problem. That's their parents' problem. You know, they need to fix that. And that might be true. But when it doesn't happen, then it's up to us to step in and do our part. 
and we got to actually we actually have a caller. Um, okay. Um, they have their hand up for a question, so we're going to bring them in and let them join in the discussion. Um, you are on the air eight six two four. Go ahead with your question or comment. Good morning, ladies. How are y'all doing this morning? Doing good. We're doing awesome. Good. I just wanted to say that um, I believe racism is a learned behavior. And I come to that conclusion because um, I used to coach Little League football and also I used to um, I used to um, supervise an after school care. And <clears throat> I noticed how children would get together and they would be playing black, white, other ethnic groups until somebody or some parent pulled one of those children to the side and said, hey, look, you shouldn't play with so-and-so, so-and-so, because so-and-so is like this. And then that's where that mm-hmm. learned behavior come in. Now, I don't want to seem like sound like a dream killer or a dream stealer. But <laughs> you as, long, to <laughs> as long as we have those type of people um, teaching their children because that's the way that they were taught and that's the way they were raised, then I believe it's going to always be some type of issue when it comes to racism. Mm. I think the question I mean, is how do back, we continue to deal with it? Yeah, I think I, yes, I think you're totally right on that. And, and that it's goes a shame back people to act what that I way. Was saying, yeah, that goes back to what I was saying about when you develop these values and belief systems, and you know, because you learned them from somewhere, maybe it was your parents or your family or whatever. Because you're right, I don't think people come out the womb as racist. They do have to be taught these things. You've seen plenty of pictures with you got young kids and they're holding hands, they're hugging, they're kissing, mm-hmm. you know, because they're just kids. Yep. Right. That that changes at some point. The dynamic changes when you become self-aware of of the differences, and those differences are brought to you by other people who are already experienced. So. You know, it's almost like Adam and Eve. I'm used to Bible story. I'm not a big, you know, Bible thumper, but I think it relates because what happened was Adam and Eve before they weren't aware, so they're running around naked. Everything is all good, but then when right. they were exposed to a certain uh-huh. knowledge base, they became right. self-aware, and so mm-hmm. now it's like, uh, okay, something's different here. I need to do something different. I need to cover. I need to, you know, hide, whatnot. So I, I think that's a very relevant story when it comes to, you know, how as babies and children, you know, we are reared in this, you know, unaware state, and then something gets brought in that makes us self-aware. So, yeah, we really appreciate your comment. Thank you so much for yes, listening. thank you. Well, you're welcome. I love you guys. Sure. All right. Oh, great. Thank, thank you. You, you have so a much. great weekend. Oh. You too. Do the same. Continue to listen. Make sure you tell all your friends. Oh, I will. <laughs> okay. Oh, <definitely>. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Oh, well, man. Oh, I like him. Um, my thing is, I remember, uh, I, and this goes back to what he was saying, that it's a learned behavior. When I was seven or eight, uh, I remember my uh, grandfather coming to visit me and we were out somewhere. I can't remember where it was. And he saw somebody treating a, a, a black boy. I don't know how old he was, but horribly just this lady was just chewing him out. And he went up and told her to knock it off. And he came back to me and he goes, never look at somebody's skin color. Always look at them in the eye and treat them with respect because guess what? You bark at somebody enough, they're going to come back and bite you in the butt. Absolutely. And I've, I, I've always remembered that. That was my first learned behavior. It didn't matter what your skin color was. You know, you do the same thing. You got two hands, you put your pants, legs on the same way. You are so equal. And that was my first exposure to, to racism, and I, I was that little, and that does have an impact, and I don't right. really Absolutely. see that going on that, uh, you know, my grandfather, he, he didn't care what, 
He goes, if you're going to come and work in my construction business, I don't care what you look like. Come on and work. Uh, he always right. had that aspect. And he was my first teacher. Wow. That's that's incredible. We got another caller um, who has a question, so we're going to bring them in. Um, caller, last four, 3072, do you have a comment or question? Absolutely. This is Jay Lee, speaker and author of Change Your Mind, Change Your Life. How are you ladies doing this morning? Oh, fabulous. Awesome, Thanks Lee. for calling in. Absolutely. Well, before I make my comment, I'd like to first start with one of my one of my top intros, and that is I have only just a minute, only 60 seconds in it. Force upon me, can't refuse it, didn't seek it, didn't choose it. But it's up to me to use it. I must suffer if I lose it. Give a count if I abuse it. Just a tiny little minute, but an eternity is in it. Hey, how you guys doing? Oh, that's good. We are awesome. (laughs) Absolutely. Well, let me just let you guys know what my comment is. Uh, You asked the question of how we can promote or exercise Black History Month and make it more uh, noticeable, right? Right. Yes. And I look at it like algebra. In order for you to get your answer, X equals whatever the answer is, you have to start that problem from within before you can expect for it to come without. And Very true. We always, we always ask the question of how. And what I've learned over the years of trying to reach goals and dreams that I've had is that how is none of our business. Commitment yeah. is the business. See, if we have a full commitment, the hows are going to show up. So we need to get committed to doing or trying to achieve this goal. See, the definition of commitment, ladies, is doing what you said you were going to do long after the mood you said it in has left you. Absolutely. True. But this is the thing, true, Jaylee. True. And I really can appreciate your perspective on this um, topic. But like I mentioned earlier, the commitment from, you know, the civil rights era to now is totally different. And so we may have one or two, three, a handful of committed people. um, Mm -hmm. Excuse me. But that handful cannot and it hasn't been making a dent on the issue. So how do we get people right. recommitted to this effort? We I just love can't. that question. Well, I think that we need to just stop saying, oh, they're the ones that do it. We have to step up to the plate. We're the ones that yep. actually have to get up off the chairs, get up off the couches, get you know away from your video games, and actually do it instead of just saying, oh, these people can handle it because they're the ones that do it. No, it, you Absolutely. can be a part of it too. Absolutely. And here's what happens, you know, that to answer that very question of how we can get, you know, we have a handful of people, well, how can we grow that number? This is how. People ask me all the time, Jaylee, you're a great speaker. You have a great book out. Who is your target audience? That's that's always the number one question, isn't it? Uh, Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great. You know what I tell them? You know what my answer is always? The planet is my target audience. Seven billion people. I don't just share my information with black people. I don't share my information with better women. The whole world is my target audience. And thank goodness we have a tool out there called social media that we can let the whole world know exactly who we are just by simply using hashtags and keywords yes. so people in different parts of the world that we've never heard of can see who we are because guess what happens? There is always someone who have had the same experience as an African-American in this country. People right. are going to gravitate to They're going to gravitate yeah. to your story. See, the key is to not push anything, but to become a magnet of what we want. And the, oh, whole, I like world, that. the whole world will recognize what you're doing. They will love your message. They will be inspired by your message to the fact that you love what you do so much People would be even willing to pay you to do what you do. How? Oh, I like wow. that. Absolutely. I like that. We thank you so yeah. much, Jaylee, for your perspective. We really appreciate you listening in. 
Um, and I know you Absolutely. do listen in from time to time, so I appreciate you. Um, you know, make Absolutely. sure to keep tuning in and, um, you know, spread the word. See, the social media, yes. there you go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. right. You got it. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Welcome. You do the same peace and blessings. And ladies, do me one huge favor. What? I want y'all to sing like no one can hear you, dance <laughs> like no one can see you, love like you've never been hurt, and live like it's heaven on earth. I love you and the world needs you. Thank you. Well, Absolutely. You don't want to hear me you. sing, I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> you do not want to hear me. That is not something sweet. <laughs> Thank you, Jaylee. Have a great weekend. Thank you. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. You do the same. <laughs> yeah, trust oh, me, you do not want to hear me great. sing. It's like skinning a dead cat, let me tell you. <laughs> he is great. I did want to tell him uh, that I, I forgot to mention this, but I'll mention it now. Um, and social media is a great outlet for those things. I, I, I'll tell you, I think one of the issues we'll experience, that doesn't mean stop, that doesn't mean we can't do it, is that we are competing. We are competing right. with so much garbage and trash out there. And unfortunately, Ugh. because a lot of the younger generation, I'm saying that the older people aren't getting on the boat, but because a lot of the younger generation tend to gravitate towards the things that are have more entertainment value or more negative connotations, sometimes pushing that agenda that we, you know, we need more commitment, we need to, you know, raise more awareness to get people committed, sometimes it gets kind of lost in the fold because yes. there is so much information out there. And, True. of course, what we found is that those videos, that, you know, are negative or show negative things like a world star, you know, and all that other crap got like 12 million hits. You you push something out there that's positive, a lot of times people will skip right over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless it has some type of, you know, traumatic or dramatic draw to it. So, you know, we definitely need a lot more people on the ball, you know, pushing uh, the the agenda through social media. You know, just because we need to saturate the Internet. You know, the Internet is so vast. But if we had enough people on there, you know, pushing the agenda and, you know, drowning out all this negative stuff and forcing, forcing the media with our agenda because they only have a a job because of us. If we didn't watch and support what they're doing, then they wouldn't have an audience. You know what I mean? But there's so many people buy into the media and everything that they push, you know, that's why they can keep doing and pushing the garbage that they do. We need to, yeah. again, like uh, Jay Lee said, commit to something that's going to, you know, push the right agenda. So until we do that, you know, we got an uphill battle, but it, it can definitely be done, I think. Yes, it just takes time, too. I mean, it's not something that can happen overnight. Unfortunately, yeah, absolutely. I, I wish absolutely. I had the Harry Potter wand because I could solve so many problems that way. <laughs> you and that <laughs> Harry Potter wand. Yes, I love Harry Potter, and and uh, the eighth book is going to be coming out July thirty first. Harry Potter and the Cursed Sun. Uh, it's the play that's. Uh, uh, I guess they're going to be having the play here soon. Uh, there in London, it's only a play, but the book will be released of the play on the thirty first. Yes. Well, good thing. Also, I well, I mean, I was struck by lightning and had a massive black mark on my forehead for months, so I could relate to the character <laughs> a lot. <laughs> Great. Um, I do want to yeah. put a couple of things out. Um, the health fair and health expo that we're hosting, Blanket of Freedom and RDC Public Health Magazine, will be held March the 12th. It is in Atlanta. It's at our new location at 4209 Northeast Expressway, Atlanta, Georgia, 30340. So we really hope that you could come out because one of the things we're doing at this expo, obviously, is we're providing some services. So you could come get a health screening, you know, blood pressure, glucose levels, all that type of stuff checked. Um, We also will have some people who can talk to you about your financial health, some people who can talk to you about, um, you know, everything. We're going to have some of everybody there you know, talking about health insurance if you need that, you know, and a whole bunch of stuff for the kitties. Um, so, you know, it's really going to be a good thing. Come out and support. If you're in the area, we're also taking blanket donations for Blanket of Freedom. 
They do need to be new blankets. New blankets, not the old ones you got sitting in your closet. We need new blankets. So if you want to come out and donate a blanket, that would be awesome. We also are doing a campaign right now. Everybody can give a dollar. One dollar. That's all we're asking from everybody. And to donate that dollar, you can go to www.blanketoffreedom.org, hit the donate button, and be a part of history and support veterans who live with mental illness. And we're doing we're helping solve problems by using drama and expressive therapy. So we know you got a dollar because you buy lotto tickets. I bet everybody bought a few lotto tickets when the when the pot was like six billion dollars. And so, are you going to have I a donation could, box there at the health fair that they, you know, if they wanted to just come by, you know, they can donate there as well? Absolutely. Um, if you wanted to donate and you're in the area, please just drop by the building, drop off your dollar or however much you want to drop off. Um, stay a while and, you know, take advantage of the health fair. Or just come by to make that donation. We would love to see you. Um, so that that's that's great. Thank you so much, Jen. Jen will be there. Uh, We'll yep. both be there in our crown and glory because we're both pageant queens. So, yes. um, you know, come see us, take pictures, and it'll be a great thing. All right, so that is our show for today. We want to thank our listeners. Thank you so much to um, our callers who uh, made those great comments and offered some great insight on our topic today. Uh, that's our show for this morning. We thank you so much for listening. As always, it's a pleasure to be able to speak with you uh, each and every week. Remember, we're on Blog Talk Radio on Monday through Friday, 9 and 10 a.m. So thanks again for tuning in and tell all your friends. And I hope that you got something that has helped to open your mind just a little bit more. And as always, everything we say and do is because we love you, we love us, and being broke ain't free. And we will see you next time on what? The B Word. Have a fabulous Valentine's weekend, everybody. Yes, and a great uh, Friday. Yes. Bye. Bye.